welcome to the Armor Men's Health Show with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Hello and welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, joined as always by my wonderful co-host, Donna Lee. Well, hello there. Welcome to the show, everybody. Many of the uh, people that come and uh, visit us as patients often comment on how awesome Donnelly is and how she makes the whole show. You know, I'd like to brag about myself right now and share with you that somebody thought I should have, um, I should be a voice on audiobooks. And I was like, to put people to sleep or something? Because I do that to my husband every night. That's really funny. <laughs> I thought that was sweet and maybe insulting. I don't know. <laughs> well, at least you can have your third career, your first career as a professional comedian. Second one, comedian as our business manager here at our urology practice that we started in 2007, NAU Urology Specialist. And then, you know, a oh, voice. I could have sexy voice. <laughs> sexy voice. Mm-hmm. You can only pay me the, 50 only, bucks. Only for the right kind of book. That's right. Oh, <laughs> a dirty book. Okay. <laughs> About BPH problems. If you want to come see us as a patient or if you want to send us questions for the show, Adana, why don't you tell people about our practice and how to get a hold of us? That's right. You can reach us um, by phone during the week at 512-238-0762 or our website, armormenshealth.com. And armor is spelled A-R-M-O-R. At the top right, you'll see a little button that says, submit your question, and we'll answer them anonymously right here on this show or podcast. We're in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs. We have like a bazillion providers now, Dr. Mystery. We sure do. We're big time. Goodness. We have six urologists now, one interventional radiologist, and then we have lots of amazing APPs, PAs, and uh, nurse practitioners, two pelvic floor physical therapist. We have sex therapy on site, sleep coordinator. What am I forgetting? Health coach. We have a health coach, Holly. She's amazing. So give us a call again at 512-238-0762 during the week. So, um, you know, Donna, uh, increasingly we're seeing more and more patients come to us with symptoms and concerns about urinary issues, especially men that have BPH. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that uh, the baby the baby boomer generation, the increasing, you know, that this, this, this swell of people mm-hmm. that are going to be coming at a certain age that are growing older mm-hmm. are demanding a better type of treatment for their enlarged prostate besides medications, which often have side effects. I thought we'd talk a little bit about side effects of medication today okay. and then uh, c- kind of what you can expect from a modern urologic practice in terms of what treatments you can get. So, hey, quick question. Yeah. Baby boomers is what age group? 60 to 80? No. Pro- probably now, yeah. Yeah, 60-ish to 80-ish. Yeah. And BPH stands for benign, benign prostatic, prostatic hypertrophy. Oh, what? Yeah, you could use either word. Oh, I like hyperplasia, but you like hypertrophy because it's harder. That word's harder. <laughs> I'm all about being harder. Hey. So, uh, you know, when it comes to BPH, people think that because uh, the colloquial term is enlarged prostate, mm-hmm. that having urinary symptoms automatically means that you have a big prostate. Right. When in fact, the size of the prostate and the amount of symptoms you have can have no relationship to each other. Did not know that till I started working with you. I just assumed you're right. And more, moreover, how it feels on exam in your office has no relationship to how big it is, really. We've talked about that. That's fascinating to me because you said you're just feeling, physically feeling one side of the prostate when you do a rectal, digital rectal exam, right? It's like, it's like 
estimating somebody's face or head size by just feeling their cheek. Mm. If you're just feeling just one little part of it, you might sometimes get lucky and judge how big the face is or how big the head is. But oftentimes you will not. You will get this number wrong. So why do you have to do the digital exam? We do it for, for nodule because we want to oh. make sure that if you have prostate cancer uh, that, uh, that, that we've checked. And also, oftentimes, rectal cancer is also found with a digital rectal exam. Oh. So, mm. uh, and it's the urologist handshake. I, I think that mm. if, if I went to a urologist and he didn't do a rectal exam, I'd feel like that guy wasn't that interested in me. You'd be offended? Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, what, am I not good enough for you? Is that why you walk into these doctor's offices with lube in the r- left hand? <laughs> no, no. It's oh. it's already in the pencil holder. Oh, I see. It's okay. in the rooms. Gotcha. Uh, and so when choosing your urologist, oftentimes uh, uh, you want to check hand size. Uh, Leonora <laughs> Marrow in our office is... Is, is a wonderful, petite young lady who has yeah. long, thin fingers to make sure that your needs are attended to. What about Dr. Ong and Dr. Krieger? They're both tiny females. Yes, they have, so they have, they have, they have, they have small, thin, long fingers. Ask for them because Dr. <laughs> Mystery has massive hands. That's correct. You have big old fingers. Eight and a half is the size of my glove, if you know what I mean. Hey. Hey. Uh, so when it comes to medications for uh, BPH, which again, I don't want to make people think always means an enlarged prostate. What we're talking about are symptoms like slow flow, hesitancy, meaning it takes a little while to get started, mm-hmm. or not emptying your bladder completely, which leads to bleeding and urinary tract infections and bladder stones. How does it lead to bleeding? Um, a very large prostate, if there's a lot of urine that stays in the, um, in the bladder, you can get infections uh-huh. and that can cause bleeding. I see. And that stasis of urine also causes uh, stones to form. Mm-hmm. There's another category of symptoms called irritative symptoms, and that includes urgency, frequency, getting up at night frequently to urinate, uh, you know, and peeing your pants. Mm. And so these types of Sounds symptoms... Sounds like a party at our house on Friday. <laughs> it is nice to be able to uh, fix these things with medicines. That's kind of conceptually how we've been. But now that we're getting older and older, um, you know, patients... Mm-hmm. You end up seeing patients that are just getting a hodgepodge of different meds. So it's not uncommon at all mm. to see a 70-year-old man come to us with 12 different medicines, three diabetes medicines, three blood pressure medicines, oh my. you know, on and on and on. And so trying to find surgical management options that can take care or cure a problem, it's a lot like Lasix fixes your need to buy glasses every year. Mm-hmm. Now, the one time you do Lasix may seem expensive or inconvenient, but the fact that you could have better natural vision with a lens replacement or Lasix, like that's something that appeals to me. Right. And similarly, if we can fix your BPH, then the need for medication might be reduced. Mm. But so you understand what these medicines are truly doing for you, uh, there are two classes of medicines when it comes to BPH drugs, and I'm going to talk about more kind of traditional ones, not older ones now. Okay. Um, the, the three alpha blockers are known as psilidocin, alfuzosin, and tamsulosin. Tamsulosin being probably the most common one. It was formerly known as uh, Flomax. Oh, okay. What are the other brand names? The other ones are um, Rapaflow, as in Rapid Flow. No, they're so clever at that company. Flomax, as in maximizing your flow. Wow. Why don't they just call it P-more? And then the other one was called Uroxatrol, which I think they missed the boat on that one. Oh, that's, yeah. Lots of people aren't connecting the urology thing to that one. So these are called alpha blockers. These medications uh, work uh, on the bladder and in the smooth muscle of the prostate to relax it, giving you a better flow. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if they don't work, they're so successful that if they don't work, 
then Get I have money to, back? No, I have to I, I have to wonder if the diagnosis was correct. Oh. So I use it as both a therapeutic tool, meaning something to treat, but also diagnostic. So if I have a guy who I'm not so sure his symptoms are due to an enlarged prostate or BPH, then I will put him on the drug to see if it works. Oh. The uh, alfuzosin. So the the tamsulosin is the is is cut, let's just call that one the middle of the road one. Okay. Okay. It works pretty well. But it does cause a symptom called retrograde ejaculation, where when you ejaculate, not a lot of fluid comes out. Mm -hmm. And in some patients, it causes you to get lightheaded when you stand. It's called orthostatic hypotension. Okay. Are those reversible if you stop taking the medicine? Generally, yes. Okay. Now, alfuzosin has fewer problems with the ejaculation, but perhaps an equivalent amount of dizziness when you stand. Mm. But it's not as good for the prostate, in my experience. Why? It doesn't, I mean, it what just, does that mean? It just doesn't work as well to improve your flow. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And the psilidocin works pretty well on your flow. But... It causes a lot less dizziness when you stand, mm -hmm. but it really causes a lot of ejaculatory dysfunction. Oh. So in the younger guy who comes to me who wants to be sexually active, I usually put him on alfuzosin because usually they don't have the dizziness problem. And the older guy, who I really don't want to fall down, right. I'll put on the psilidocin. Oh, my. Because especially if he's not sexually active. So if your doctor is just kind of knee-jerking what drug they're going to put you on, there really is some thought that that can go into which of these drugs you get put on. Oh, my. And then there's a class of drugs called finasteride and dutasteride. These drugs are hormonal drugs that shrink the prostate. And there was a study done once. Mm -hmm. that showed if you took these drugs, you would have a lower risk of prostate cancer. I thought you grew hair. You also grow hair with these drugs. Oh, okay. That's on how your I head. finasteride. That's correct. And so it's okay. it's being used a lot more out there by young men who are ordering them on online pharmacies and things like that, mm -hmm. and men for an enlarged prostate. And some urologists love this drug, especially the older ones. The older urologists love these drugs. But for the younger guys, it messes with fertility? But if you're younger, it can mess with your fertility. It can cause irretractable erectile dysfunction and low libido. Mm -hmm. And even though it reduces your risk for prostate cancer, if you do get prostate cancer, the cancer can be more dangerous. So I don't like these drugs uh, personally oh. in my practice, even though many of you may be on them. Uh, I kind of get people off them. And they don't work if your prostate is less than 60 grams in size and 30 grams the normal size. So that's why doing an ultrasound to size your prostate is so important if you're going to take one of these drugs that I don't like anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you want to learn more about the drugs or you want to understand side effects that you may be having, we would love to see you as a second opinion for your uh, urinary complaints. We have so many great options. We have 12 surgical options that we can offer you depending on the size and nature of your prostate issues. Mm -hmm. And we would love to take care of you. Do uh, Donna, how do people get a hold of us? You call us right away at 512-238-0762 and check out our website, armormenshealth.com. And don't forget to listen to our podcasts wherever you listen to free podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the Armour Men's Health Show. This is Dr. Mystery, your host, joined again by my co-host Donnelly. What, did you think I left? <laughs> One can hope. No. Uh, anyway, Donna, for people who are just joining us, why don't you tell them uh, how they uh, become listeners, how they become participants in our show, and uh, where they can find the show elsewhere. And if they really want to become a patient of ours, how they become a patient of NAU Urology Specialists, the urology group that has bringing you this show for the last four years. Four years, that's right. And you, as a practice, though, you've been a urologist with NAU Urology Specialists for, what, 15 years, 16 right? years. 16 years. I had a patient email us and he said, um, it was a five-star review, actually, he sent in. He said, I just wanted you to know that I appreciate you guys and I've been a patient of NAU for 20 years. Like, cool. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. So if you'd like to be a patient of ours for 20 
20 years or less, call us at 512-238-0762 and visit our website, armormenshealth.com. You can listen to all our old segments there or find them wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember that we are in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs. So there's not a place in this part of Central Texas that you cannot find us. We are probably close to you somewhere if you need our help. And Dr. Mystery, let's continue our discussion about BPH meds. So uh, in the last segment, I talked about the more traditional drugs that are given to men who are complaining about urinary complaints. Mm -hmm. And so I talked about alpha blockers and 5-alpha reductase inhibitors. Those are going to be called dutasteride and finasteride. These medicines are also used for people to grow hair. So a lot of young men are now ordering them online. I would like to caution you that if you're planning on having children, I would really caution you about starting these drugs prematurely or getting your fertility evaluated before you do so. And if you're older, you know, and somebody's given you one of these drugs, if you think that it may be causing you sexual side effects, you should also be evaluated Mm. because primary care doctors are giving these drugs and they may not fully recognize the potential negative consequences uh, that they can have. Obviously, we can surgically repair your enlarged prostate issues. And if these drugs work, then the surgeries are going to work for sure. That That's something important to know. Oh, So okay. what happens if these drugs don't work? Right. And by don't work, I mean, let's say you have a slow flow and the tamsulosin that the doctor gave you does not work. Mm-hmm. Well, then you need to think of other reasons why your flow could be slow. Okay. You could have a weak bladder, like if you have diabetes or a spinal cord injury, or if you've been having these symptoms for a very long time, your bladder may have pooped out. Mm. You could have a stricture or a narrowing of the urethra that's causing your flow to be slow. Like if you had a motorcycle accident or a bad straddle injury where your legs were on either side of a pole, like in some kind of Mickey Mouse or Mm. cartoon, you know, where you, you know, rack yourself, you know? Oh, I thought that was Uh, sexual. No, just racking yourself. Okay. And then you could have um, a problem that we see often, especially in younger men, called a hypertrophic bladder neck or an elevated bladder neck. These are men with particularly small prostates And it's just anatomically, the way the prostate has been arranged causes you to have a slow flow. We'll see this particularly in our guys who are in their mid-40s and early 50s. So early, early stage Mm -hmm. uh, kind of uh, 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 symptoms. And then there are men who have a tight urethral sphincter. We see this a lot. That's why we have two pelvic floor physical therapists on site, Mm -hmm. especially as people with orthopedic issues, lower back issues, hip, knee ankle issues, things that cause their body to be off, you know, uh, symmetry. Okay. And then part of the problem becomes that their pelvis becomes real tight to keep your core in line. Mm-hmm. And that that, 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 that that pelvic musculature doesn't relax the sphincter that allows you to control your urine stream. Oh, so you don't want a tight sphincter. You want you a loose want, sphincter. You want, you want a pliable sphincter. A loosey-goosey A loosey-goosey one. Okay. And then you have symptoms that don't respond, like urgency, frequency, and getting up at night. We see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So the guy who the flow max or the tamsulosin helps him pee with more flow, but he still has to stop every two holes while golfing, or he can't mm-hmm. make it through a long plane or car ride, or he can't sit through a movie because of the urgency. Or he can't sleep through the night. Or so the guy where the tamsulosin did nothing. And so 20% of patients that we see who come to us with urinary symptoms don't have BPH or an enlarged prostate as their main symptom. They have something called overactive bladder. And so Mm -hmm. this is much more akin to how you would imagine your wife's symptoms are because wives don't have and women don't have prostates. We don't? No. Hmm. And so a woman with a slow flow, urgency and frequency and leakage, you can't use the same drugs. You don't don't have the same problem. 
So in, in But how often are they misdiagnosed? Every time. Oh, I see. because because naturally when you see a man, you're assuming that they have an enlarged prostate. Oh, but it sense. doesn't mean misdiagnosed. It really means that you're just on the diagnostic pathway. So even in our practice, if you come to us with these symptoms, you're going to get treated like you have enlarged prostate or BPH symptoms. Mm -hmm. The key is not stopping is doing a one-month review and making sure that these patient's symptoms are, are resolved. Okay. Because if they're not, they get put on a different algorithm in our practice called the overactive bladder pathway. So which guys are particularly at risk for this? So that's going to be men who have had a prior stroke, for example, men with diabetes who have neuropathy. Mm -hmm. There's a neuropathy or a nerve damage, neuropathy, nerve like path pathology, mm -hmm. it can cause numbness and tingling in the feet and hands, but it can also cause an overactive bladder and a slow colon. These are other neuropathic or neurologic manifestations oh, so of many diabetes. Things can go wrong. We also see it a lot in patients with a history of multiple sclerosis and Parkinson's. And in, in fact, we did a big push this last year uh, on neurologic issues and urologic issues and how they overlap. And we will continue that. I think we're even going to like a, a Parkinson's seminar in Sun City sometime mm -hmm. soon, right? That's right. Parkinson's support group uh, event. That's true. We can yeah. mention that when that when we get the date. Yeah. And if you're a part of any support groups for neurologic conditions, we'd love to come and talk to you guys about urologic aspects or manifestations of neurologic disease. Mm -hmm. So, um, and those Nate, those words sound the same. So we're not saying the same word twice. Mm -hmm. One not. is one is the big head on top of your shoulders, and the other one is the. Oh. The little head? Well, you know, the, the other head. Prostate. The other head. <laughs> the other head. In between Depends on who you are. The other <laughs> um, and so we use medicines for overactive bladder uh, also. There are two classes of medicines for these as well. But for people with overactive bladder, we use a lot more natural supplementation. A lot mm -hmm. more. This is where working with our health coach and our pelvic floor physical therapist often helps you avoid the use of medication. And this is for men and women both. We use a, uh, a particular kind of... Um, uh, aid in our office called Urox. A number of our different practitioners use other supplements that are known to calm the bladder down. Mm -hmm. uh, we often use an over-the-counter supplement called Preleaf for those of you that are very sensitive to acidic foods or spicy foods that lead to lots of overactive oh. bladder symptoms. Okay. Uh, and just we just want to give you advice on how to avoid pharmaceutical agents if possible. Is Preleaf like Beano or it keeps you from That's farting? exactly right. But it, this one keeps you from your bladder hurting. Oh, okay. So you're if a you lucky duck if you take both. <laughs> you take pre-leaf, there'll be no farting, no. pain pain in your bladder. Oh, I see. That's right. Beano's for the farting. Well, that's Pre-leaf is for the other problems. It's nice that you can uh, uh, interfere with two copyrights in one joke. Yay. Yay. You know what? Uh, so, uh, uh, but the medicines that we use are, there are two different classes of um, these overactive bladder medicines. One is called anticholinergics mm -hmm. and oxybutynin or Ditropan is going to be the kind of quintessential or classic drug there. And then the other one are called beta agonists. And those are going to be drugs, and their market names are Mirabetric and Gemtessa. Mm. The beta agonists hot. cause fewer side effects. No side effects can include blood pressure increase and sometimes diarrhea, but most of the times not. Mm -hmm. and they're, but they're not as strong as the anticholinergics. But the anticholinergics cause dry mouth and constipation. Oh, so what? none of these drugs are great. What is happening? None of them are great. And in fact, most people don't refill them after 90 days because the yeah. side effects can be bad. They're tired of all that business. And so, uh, so what you end up getting, men and women who are leaking or getting up all the time, and you give them the drug that works, and they're like, you know what? 
the dry mouth's not worth it. Right. And so we will try to find ways to manage those side effects, which you can do. But if you're on 10 different drugs that cause you dry mouth, you're not interested in taking these drugs. Mm -mm. You want another solution. Mm -hmm. And the surgical solutions that we offer, which work extremely well, include injecting Botox into the bladder, Mm -hmm. which can calm down the bladder. And we have something called the Exonix Neuromodulator. And that is a device that is like a, a little pacemaker for the bladder because the bladder is just responding to electrical stimulation. Mm-hmm. So by modulating the electrical stimulator, we can calm down the bladder, and this works very well right. with minimal side effects. Mm-hmm. My job here isn't to convince you to do one treatment or another. It's to say that if you're out there and you're having urgency and frequency, and heaven forbid, if you're a man who's wearing a pad because of leakage, mm. we really want to find a way to, to solve this. Women, we have exceptional solutions for you too for leakage. But if you're a man who's leaking, this is very abnormal physiologically, mm. in my opinion. And so we need to find the right solution for you. So if you'd like to see us for a second opinion or to understand your urinary habits or help manage your drugs better, please let us know. And Donna, how do, how do they do that? You can reach out to us and ask for Dr. Second Opinion Mystery at 512-238-0762. You can also visit our website to learn more and listen to old podcasts about this very topic at armormenshealth.com. And don't forget, we are in Round Rock, North Austin, South Austin, and Dripping Springs. Check out our podcasts wherever you listen to free podcasts. The Armor Men's Health Show is brought to you by NAU Urology Specialists. For questions or to schedule an appointment, please call 512 512- Two three eight zero seven six two, or online at armormenshealth.com.